It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. You know. I once saw a woman drink one of these, get completely naked, and do the pony right on this table. And your point is? My point is, I want to buy you two of them, so you can listen to this week's episode of the B-Movie Breakdown. And I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And this week on the B-Movie Breakdown, we're going to tackle the 1987 Beach Classic. Are we really going to tackle? I mean, I say that a lot. I type it a lot, but I shouldn't. We don't do much tackling. Oh. Not really a football player. Tebow kind of ruined it for me for making it all churchy and shit. Oh, I tackled this movie. I tackled Lynette right to the ground after she had two of those coconut drinks. Went all night long. Well, I hope she was someplace where she couldn't call for help. <laughs> and this this happened only three days ago. Well... <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> all right, necrophilia, why not? It's the new millennium. We can accept that. Y2K, Dead man. bodies can't say no. Y2K, man. Y2K. It's coming. No. It's coming for us, man. Y2K. Okay. It's coming for us. <laughs> Anyways, you can find us on uh, our website, bnbpodcast.com, Twitter at bnbpodcast, Facebook, iTunes, uh, movie breakdown, we're all over the place. And on Stitcher, send us your suggestions, your comments, and whatever the hell you want to do. This week's movie, Back to the Beach, stars Frankie Avalon and Annette Guinicello, who uh, stars of the olden days, all their uh, beach movies. There's like a, I found on Amazon there's a whole box set of them. So you can go get your Frankie and Annette on. Surprised the shitty, scary movie ripoff people haven't done Beach Movie yet. Dan, you just gave them that idea. Nope. Yeah, whenever Beach they Movie feel meets like, the Spartans. Whenever they feel like <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel just a little bit harder. There you go. There we go. Uh, Annette Funicello, who was a musketeer, and in this movie is referred to as a cult. Oh, yeah. In the very beginning of this movie. Well, this is obviously before Disney became the goddamn well, corporate leviathan it is now. I'm sure they, <laughs> you can't call us a cult. Burr, burr, burr. Even though Walt Disney really was kind of making the Mouseketeers kind of a cult. And was having his rival animators falsely accused of communism to get them out of the way. He was the one doing it, in fact. But, uh. well, so, yeah, cult. Well, speaking of weird uh, Annette Funicello and Frankie Avon in this movie, Annette is credited as Annette in this movie. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Frankie is Annette's husband. That is literally the credits of this movie. Didn't they call him Frankie? Couldn't they have put the big Kona at least? I don't know. Why did they put Annette's husband? I don't know. Maybe the director was a chick or the director was really, really pussy whipped. I don't know. Like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this from the women's perspective. She's not Mrs. Avalon or whatever. She is Annette and he is Mr. Annette. So there. Annette's husband. 
And that's all the identification well, he gets. Actually, girl I, power. I just read this right now. Throughout the movie, Frankie Avalon's character is only referred to as the Big Kahuna, and never once is called by his first name. He's listed as Annette's husband in the end credits. The name Frankie could not be used anywhere in the film because Avalon played Frankie in the 1960s beach movies and legal issues were involved since this film was made by a different studio and with different producers. However, the Big Kahuna was actually a character from the 1959 film Gidget rather than from the Beach Party series. Hmm. I would have guessed it would have been something like that, but... I don't know. But he couldn't be called by his... That wasn't fun, so I made up the bitchy feminist But he couldn't be called by his own name? Apparently not. (laughs) Like, that's his name. Well, (laughs) that's still not as bad as what Lewis Black talks about in one of his books when he was doing stand-up. I think it was... I don't know if it was 80s or maybe early 90s when uh, Network got a hold of him and said, Oh, yeah, we like you. And we want you for a pilot, and you're going to be like a high school teacher or something, but just be yourself and rant all the time. And so he auditioned for it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that was great. We'll call you back. And then they do, you know, however much later, and like, guess what? We found a better you than you, so uh, we're giving your show to somebody else. They only recorded a pilot, and it didn't get picked up. So he's like, thank God, because... Well, the thing is, how how... How could Annette be called Annette and not be not Annette in those movies? It's always somebody always thought that's I don't was. know. I never watched any of those. Yeah, movies. neither have I never seen Closest any of them. Closest I ever came was the episode of Full House they were on where they wanted to do a beach party T V series with Uncle Joey. And they're like, Oh no, if it gets picked up, Joey'll have to go to Hollywood and he can't yeah, be our uncle yeah. anymore. And guess what? Oh, we shot a pilot, but we liked it, but we decided to make it a cartoon instead. Oh well apparently this was Annette Funicello's last movie she ever did. Wow. She only recently died, but this was the last movie. Because during this movie, she was uh, diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Oh. So, uh, yeah, this is the last movie she ever did. And also the last movie that Bob Denver ever did. That Bob Denver's full of shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they made me laugh so hard. Uh, but he, I mean, he had done other acting roles. Uh, Elf did an episode of Elf as Gilligan, Baywatch as Gilligan, and the on Roseanne. Yep, and, and slash Jackie. Yeah, Jackie and <laughs> Gilligan. Yep, but yeah, as far as movies go, this was the last movie uh, Bob Denver ever did too. Pretty weird. Cool, last movie they ever did. He did. Yeah, two thousand five. Oh. But I mean, this movie preceded all. I mean, that by many years. Uh, Annette Fachella, also, we were discussing before, she was in uh, Christmas at Pee Wee's Playhouse. The oh. Christmas special that we were. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned uh, before we recorded. You know, one thing uh, about this movie that I they never really went back to, they never really dwelled on, was this apparent problem and one little quirk that Annette had. Was her fascination with peanut butter. Yeah. That was mentioned one time. Twice. Once in the very beginning and then another time when they first got to the beach. Mm-hmm. And they never said anything about it again. Now Sandy said something about peanut butter too. And I don't remember what it was. But yeah, that was just creepy. Like she's she's this psycho Donna Reed. Just like happy all the time. And like, oh, whenever something bad happens, I just go shopping and spend all our money. It's fine. 
and like she has this gigantic cupboard she goes in. It's filled with nothing but spam, like industrial sized jars of Skippy peanut butter and Campbell's <laughs> soup. Multiple varieties, apparently, but still, like this is all we eat now. And her son's like borderline suicidal over always getting peanut, peanut butter. butter sandwiches in his lunch. And she's every like, day. I have a solution: crunchy peanut butter, chunky, yeah, chunky peanut butter, Ugh. yeah, and. Well, in the beginning, it's a lot of this movie is narrated by their quote unquote son, Bobby, and he, he mentioned his dad always working. Like, he's like, Oh, my dad's always working, 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 always doing sales. What a creep. No, like, he goes, It's not that he's a creep or anything. Yeah, but like, yeah, but still, why would that make him a creep <laughs> in any sort of way? Doing his job, and he loves doing this job. Why would that make him a creep? I think there's a lot of salespeople that can get pretty creepy. True, but he didn't seem like a creepy type. Yeah, well, when you're the owner of something like that, and it's sell, sell, sell all the time. In fact, he says, uh, oh, that's her thing, you know, whenever Annette gets down, she she sings or she goes shopping. Me, I sell. And so he grabbed yeah. a hot dog cart on the beach <laughs> and just decided, well, I gotta go sell something to somebody. Here By the go. way, they were only there for like a few days. Yeah. So how did he get this hot dog cart in the middle of minutes? probably just took it from somebody. Yeah. Fuck it, you can have it back, you can have the cash, I just need to sell. You're the big kahuna! Take my hot dog cart! And I loved, uh, you were talking about her going shopping all the time. Well, she had the groceries on the roof of the car. <laughs> when she, she pulled up in the driveway, she had the groceries tied to the roof of the car. Oh, God. They weren't even, like, really strapped down, they were in, like, a, a little, like... On those like old station wagons, they had like the oh, yeah. metal thing up God, top. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah, but usually you didn't put your groceries with open bags where you're driving down no, the road and your food no. is just flying out of the fucking thing. That's for thing. going on a cross-country vacation yeah. with the Griswold family. <laughs> I love when they're on the plane, too, and Annette, because she's just so like full. I mean, the characters themselves are like full of themselves, on oh, yeah. purpose, oh, yeah. overly acted. Well, the one lady goes, it must be so wonderful being you. And she just goes, it is. Yeah, like, not facetiously <laughs> either, just, like, big fake Donna Reed smile. <laughs> <sighs> and uh, and the whole thing with the accident, you don't ever hear about it until way later on. This whole reason that Frankie Avalon, or the Big Kahuna, as he's called, or Annette's husband, whatever you want to call him, he he won't serve for the reason he's gone to this life of car, car sales is because... He had some sort of accident, and he loves to tell the story about it at dinner every time. And even on the airplane, when they mention dinner, he goes, "Oh, great dinner! Remember that time?" Blah 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 blah. And the entire plane throws up <laughs> when he even just starts to talk about this story. But um, what I what I found the most amusing and really kind of sad in a way is that Frankie's become such an abusive father. Anytime oh the son gets God. out of line with him, he's like, I'm oh going to smack God. you. I'm going to choke you. And then he says something about, uh, we, what does that mean? Well, it's the plural. It means there's more than one. He's like, uh, you want me to conjugate it for you too, Dad? He goes, I'm going to conjugate you in the back of the head with a rock. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, that was seriously insane. That was like... One of the craziest aspects of this movie, because it happens so many times, where, especially when they're driving, he's, like, turns around to, like, smack him, and the kid's, like, cowering for fe of fear, just in the back seat, like, no, daddy, no, No wonder he no, came daddy. out a violent punk, with a, <laughs> a switchblade comb that I thought was a real switchblade, he's just standing in the living room, spray-painting the wall, and, like, shanking <laughs> the air, and his mom just couldn't give any less of a fuck, just... 
I'm playing down a reed, making a peanut butter sandwich for you like I do every day. Put the used jar back in the cupboard next to all the unused jars. It'll probably spoil before I could ever use them. Yeah, and he uh, he also went to go smoke and drink at the table. Oh, yeah, he grabs a beer out of the fridge. I was like, is he really going to pop a beer right now? But she grabs it from him. And then and he, he starts- grabs a cigarette. And she grabs that, too, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> then he pulled out his switchblade, which I only just then realized was a comb, and starts fucking with his hair. And then she takes that, too, like, oh, really, he can't comb his hair now? <laughs> and, and this is all the intro to the movie. Yeah. Like, this is a long... But this movie has a very long intro and very short credits. Yeah. It was very weird that it, that, that, that it was like that. And I also came to the realization while watching this movie uh, that uh, Frankie Avalon is... Nine or David Hasselhoff is the '90s Frankie Avalon, like the hair, the look, the the way he talked, everything about Frankie Avalon in this movie. Before is you David, said his acting, or rather the lack thereof, <laughs> is David is David Hasselhoff all over the place, uh, and um, lots of cameos in this movie. We mentioned Bob Denver before, who plays basically Gilligan in this movie. Uh, you also had O.J. Simpson at the yeah, airport. That was wonderful. Who and he uh, he Annette goes to grab the bag, but well, oh, she's freaking out because oh, I hope we get our luggage in time. We only have a ten-hour layover. What? <laughs> I think they're just staying the whole time anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But yeah, she gets her uh, goes to grab the luggage, and she goes, "What does she say?" She says something about, "Oh, is this leather?" And O.J. Simpson goes, nope, that's pigskin. He has a pigskin suitcase. Uh-huh. So a suitcase entirely a football. And he grabs it and starts booking off into the distance of the airport. And, and he trips over Frankie or something? He his trips leg? Or... He, tri- he just falls over somebody in the distance because he's jumping over people's like suitcases and, and stuff. Because uh, Bobby goes, do you know who that is? Yeah. And then when he falls, he's like, oh, never mind. That can't be him. Never yeah, mind. It can't be like... him. And in my mind, I was just like, O.J., and that's lucky she didn't get stabbed. Well, that's why he had to take off and run. Oh, God. He was being chased by the police. I gotta get into my white Bronco. <laughs> that, this, this movie actually took place right before that happened. Oh, man, I hope so. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Like, he was in the middle of shooting this, and they just had him run off, and then the chase began, and like, well, <laughs> there we go. At least we got our movie done. I like that fourth naked gun. The chase lasted seven years. <laughs> yes. They finally caught up to him. That would be him. amazing. They finally caught up like to him Forrest in 90, Gump. 1994. <laughs> He's got this full-on Jesus beard. <laughs> well, OJ, why are you still running? Uh, I feel I'm about to be falsely accused. <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention also uh, Lori Laughlin, who plays... Played uh, Aunt Becky, or Rebecca, on Full House is in this movie, young Lori Laughlin. Well, not that young, I guess. <laughs> not that young. Full House only came along, like, that much. Yeah, but she wasn't on it from the beginning, either. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, she's, uh... Not that young, though. Oh, God. <laughs> if she's not 18, get her the fuck out of here. Yeah, get her home. 18 or get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> Maybe 16. I mean, what? Um... <laughs> And I like how when they find out that she lives on... Gotta be 18 to ride this ween. <laughs> Only in some states. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, uh, there, I actually found a map online of uh, <laughs> law, age of consent by state. It has all the numbers filled in in the states <laughs> for your convenience. 
Excellent. I'll have to look that up. Um, I like how when they find out she lives on a pier, they're like freaking out and they're like, weird things happen on piers. <laughs> what weird things? What weird things happen on piers? And then piers? she mentions something about how he used to live under a pier. That Frankie lived under a pier at one point in time in his life. I assume she was speaking figuratively, like, oh, you're on the beach all the day, you know, you go hang out under the pier for a while between surfing sets or something, or here that, or maybe he was just banging his chicks down there like we'll find out about later. Apparently he banged <laughs> so many, he can't even remember if he fucked Connie or not. Yeah, but. and if if uh, Michael is his kid. Oh yeah, I was hoping, like, oh my god, are they gonna be like, incestual then? I know, just for the rest of the movie, like, no, he had to have banged her, and then this'll be the twist at the end. The prize, you've got a grandkid with flippers. <laughs> but he's perfect now. He can live at the beach and swim whenever he wants. <laughs> Uh, as, as much as, like, these characters were ridiculous, the main characters, and playing themselves, and these weird, kooky versions of themselves, my two favorite characters in the movie were side characters. Zed, the leader of this gang, uh, this surfer gang, they were, like, punk rock, surfer, biker people, and... They're a club, Corey. Like oh, the Sons sorry. of Anarchy. They're a they're club. A club. They're not a gang, sorry. But they, they, uh, they had a section marked on the beach called Zed Town. Enter and die. And the sign was the opposite way of when you, where you would enter from. Specifically for it to be in the shot. But the sign on the other side was blank. And then, because I rewound it to see, like, oh, was the sign on both sides the same thing? And no, it says Z-Town and it's facing the opposite direction. So if anybody entered, they wouldn't know that they were entering Z-Town. They're punks, Corey. They don't give a fuck about you or society's rules. Because that's the opposite of what they do. If they care about age of consent? Um, maybe? Depends on how punk they are, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess if some of them were down in a uh, Book of Mormon, they'd go ahead and rape the baby. Get rid of their AIDS. <laughs> Get rid of that AIDS dick. <laughs> Get rid of that AIDS The shitty AIDS dick. So... Um, <laughs> Get your hiv off of my meat shiv. <laughs> uh, like, oh, oh, we're mentioning the punks, the punk rock gang surfer whatever thing with Zed the leader, and it just it made me realize how weird this movie actually is. It's not really as in, it's not really out of control as in insane in many aspects. Is that it's just a weird movie? A lot of weird things happen. A lot of weird like. Places they go, like that club they go to. It's a very weird place. Oh, Daddy O's? Yeah, Daddy O's valet. Which, that character, that guy who ran the valet was a one-off thing. Like, oh, hey, blah, blah, big kahuna. They had a conversation and he never saw that guy again. It's like, oh, okay, oh, hey, how's it going? All right, bye. And, uh... Oh, but I was going to talk to him, then I realized <laughs> he was the help. <laughs> Park my car, peasant. <laughs> Be gone with you. And, uh... My other favorite character was this character, Troy, who we are introduced to hitting on Annette in uh, the second she goes into the bar, and that's when he's like, oh, this girl had two, one of these, and she was dancing on the bar naked. And he says, uh, what was the thing he says about digging chicks? Oh, he goes, uh, chicks dig me, digging them, dig. He had lots of really cheesy lines like that. He's constantly wearing these, like, gold medallions, 
and things like that. He had this attitude like this. Like, oh, yeah. He talked like that the whole time. I especially loved his surfing outfit later on in the movie. All gold with tiger patterns on the arms. Just absolutely ridiculous. Gotta and, show off that tiger wood. And when, a, when Annette ditches him, he just immediately goes back to the other chick he was talking to, which I think is the uh, Bridget chick that shows up later on in the movie. No, I mean... Because he goes, he goes, weren't we talking about zebra hunting? Or oh, yeah. He has I some mean, sort you know, of cheesy line like that because she's wearing zebra print. I could see being tired with her. He probably banged her a bit, but new prospect doesn't work out. At least he got the fallback, bitch. And in when they're at that club daddy-o's for the first time... This starts a slew of no- numerous musical numbers. You didn't think you were going to get out of here without singing a song, did you? Yeah, after after they show the uh, uh, him the shrine that they built for him. Oh, just Connie. Yeah. The the obsessed widow, apparently. Yeah, she's this, this chick who always the bad girl uh, forever. It must maybe that was a thing in the beach movies, like she was always the bad girl, never got the guy, and whatever else. Always and... the bad girl, never the bride. Boo hoo hoo. And so Frankie jumps on stage with just so happens that Dick Dale and the Deltones are playing there, like one of the most famous surf rock bands ever. And uh, like an amazing guitar player is just playing at this daddy O's beach club every day. Literally, it says that he plays there every day of the week on the marquee. Doesn't Wayne Newton play in Vegas every day? Vegas. Hey, this is the Big Kahuna's Beach. You don't know how famous it still is. Very true. Famous enough that a punk club took over the stretch of beach he used to surf on. <laughs> very, very true. And it, then this starts, when they're at that bar, that starts the whole, like, thing with Frankie and that. They're basically on the rocks the whole movie. Their marriage is, like, falling apart, and that's, like, the main focus of the movie, basically, is... Yeah, at first it was, like, on the kid narrating, then he just sort of falls off... Once they start having their problems, then he's just a goofy background character. Which is a shame, because I actually liked him and all his smart-assery. Yeah, I did like that character a lot. And, yeah. Except for his clip-on dangling cross earring. Which, very much like Breakin', too, they all yeah. wore those clip-on. Yeah. Which made me, this movie made me feel like this is a white version of Breakin'. Kinda. Though there were white people in Breakin', this is like a white version, because random musical numbers out of nowhere... For no reason, and long, huge dances with tons of people joining in out of nowhere. Like, there wasn't even this many people on the beach at one point when they have their huge dance. Jamaican ska! Ska, ska, ska! Jamaican ska! Which I always use, me and some of my friends, anyway, always use ska as a substitute for skeet. So, ska, 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 Jamaican (laughs) ska. Do with that what you will. Uh, actually, I know I think about it. My uh, another favorite character of mine in this movie was probably Gilligan. Yeah, not as good. The, just the jokes were hilarious from from him. Like I've been gone for a long time, and just all these like little puns to Gilligan's Island, and like you know what? We're on that island with two girls, and you can never touch either of them. Yep. And uh, ain't that a bitch? <laughs> and yeah, it was just it was just those those lines were really funny. One of the more there were multiple pretty out there moments in this movie, and one of them was the pajama party. Like, for no reason, all of a sudden, Annette goes back to Sandy's place. Well, even worse than this, Sandy basically is uh, kicking out her guy, what was his name, Michael? Michael, yeah. Kicks him out, 
because he's pissed that he has to go hide because he is co-owner, renter, whatever the place they're staying at. Oh no, I don't want my parents to know about you, even though they obviously already do, so get the fuck out. He gets mad about that because, hey, it's my place. They already know. What the fuck? Never mind, the engagement's off then. Get out, fucker. Fuck you. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Like, and clearly Annette had no problems with it, so once Frankie was gone, why didn't he just come back? Yeah, exactly, but no, she decides to break it off and kick him out instead, and says, Oh, Mom, I'm so upset because of this. Well, you know what we need to do? Don't make up with him. Have a pajama party. And the pajama party is ridiculous. It's like borderline lingerie, some of them. Yeah, yeah, and which is, it was an awesome scene, because, you know, you get all these chicks bouncing around in their lingerie. So they're doing that, they got a song playing, and then the punk club has their house next door, and they, oh, pajama party! They all just sort of dance their way over, and join in. Like punk and said the punk leader decides to get with Annette, and then Sandy goes, "Hey, that's my mom." So he's like, "Okay, I'll do you instead," and takes Sandy. He could have probably done both of them. I hope he did. <laughs> well, they kick kick him out of the party for whatever reason. Everybody seemed to be having fun. They the for for probably the one time only these punk rockers who are so mean and against everything, are actually having a good time with these people and coexisting on the same level. That's just because they wanted to bang some chicks. Exactly. So they could have just banged, let everybody get their bang on. But the song was just like, we're having a pajama party. And it almost reminded me in the most recent Muppets movie, there's a song that uh, Amy Adams sings called A Me Party, where she's at the dinner by herself. I'm having a me party. All by myself. It just made me think of, like, that exact thing. But in this, it was more... In the Muppets, it was more, like, goofy, because out of nowhere, I'm, and they're making fun of that, and this was just... I don't even know a pajama party song, and it was just r- ridiculous. And I loved, also, the surf watch dudes. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, Frankie gets drunk, upset he can't get back with a net, so he wakes up in, like, this... Um, you think it's, like, this little lifeguard tower on the beach... And it's filled with um, passed out surf bums. And then apparently they have TVs and everything and something goes off. They all look, oh, my God, the waves are perfect. We got to surf, bros. So they all go to take off. Then they pan back from the thing. And it looks like they're they're either in like a military base or a prison or something. And the lifeguard tower is like a prison tower. And everybody's like sliding down a, a fireman pole to get out of there. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, and then the one guy goes, uh, your mom's on the phone. And then he's <laughs> I like, I can't talk now, I gotta surf. Bro. And then he goes, oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Literally tells some guy's mom that he died. Well, think so how much surf. happier she'll be when she finds out he's not after he gets in the, those killer waves, bro. And what was with that? Pill drink that Michael made for Frankie. Oh, Mick Jagger has, like, he lives on this shit, yo. <laughs> he just. Downs it and like, oh, I'm not hungover anymore. All right, now let's go find the harbor master and con him into a beach party so I can get my wife back or whatever. Yeah, that was and like, but he literally just poured all these pills <laughs> into a cup and then some Alka Seltzer. Well, considering some, it's Mick Jagger, I'm sure he's on a cocktail of pills every day. And then a diet, both legal and illegal. And then a diet Pepsi. Oh, okay. They had to get their product. There's diet Pepsi. Diet all Pepsi over and Body movie. Glove. Yeah, body well, yeah, well, the body glove thing makes sense though because it's surfing. So I gave that a pass, as opposed to the uh, diet Pepsi that was all over the place. And of course, movie. Skippy Spam and Campbell's Soup. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about those in the beginning. Massive, huge, uh, 
some, some Mac and Me promos going on here. There might as well have been a dance pa- uh, pajama party where they were dipping their hands in a <laughs> skippy peanut butter and wiping it all over their faces. Mom, I can't sleep after a party like this. You know what helps me sleep? Campbell soup. Campbell soup. Campbell soup helps me sleep. Campbell soup. Mom, I need something to w- in the morning. Well, just get a whole bunch of spam. <laughs> and then there's a weird owl pops out. Spam in the place you know. where you live. Oh, God. <laughs> Wasn't that R.E.M.? Oh, yeah, but Weird yeah, Al. Yeah, okay, he did okay. the Weird Al did Spam. Oh, I didn't even know that was a song. <laughs> yeah, it was a real Weird Ska Al. band Save Ferris did a song called Spam, too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, why did she... Okay, there's the part where, where we're talking about how Bobby isn't in a lot of the movie after this. But there's a part where he shows up his tattoo. Yeah, painted on tattoo. Painted on tattoo. Like a skull with a dagger and a snake or some other and shit. And why does she say his tattoo is like Smurfs? Because that she's a shitty mom and she wants to piss him off passive aggressively like she does. Like, oh, yeah, I'm showing off this tattoo. I'm never washing it off. Oh my god! And she's just like, oh no, I think it's cute. It looks like one of those Smurfs or something. <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> it's instant fucking boner kill, right? What does this have to do with Smurfs? Thanks for nothing, Maya, cock blocking bitch. Yeah, I, I don't know, and I like how. She when they're on the beach right right around that time, Sandy goes, Yeah, Michael's just off acting like we never met. He's literally just surfing. Like how is he how is that acting like they never met? It's not like I can understand if he walked by in that moment and he was just like ignored her completely. Yeah, he's not even trying to go after other girls or anything. He's just out there surfing and she's like, Yeah, she he's acting like she would never met. And I was like, What the fuck? Yeah. It was just, it was really, a really weird Then we find out after Frankie's been selling somebody else's hot dogs that uh, Michael has his own place where he customizes surfboards for people. Uh, Oh, I don't sell these. No, that'd be wrong. He's like, well, you need to sell them, son, if you plan on getting married. And, oh, I guess I should then. How the hell is he (laughs) affording all these boards, not to mention all the paint and everything else he's doing to customize them? If he's not selling them, does he not have another job? I would hope he has another job, donations. but if he doesn't, how the hell donations, is this even don- happening? Donations. People of his work so much, they donate. Uh, they donate him that apartment above Zed's bait and tattoo shop, too. They donate some Jamaican ska <laughs> oh, God. In, into his Jamaican Dude. rump roast. Oh, good. There is some point in this movie, I can't remember where or what happened, but they said, put this sucker in the woman's john. And to me, that just sounded like a substitute for asses. Put this sucker in the woman's john right up there. I wish I had wrote down more of Troy's lines. He had some great lines when Annette went over there and started flirting with him. He was like, oh, come on, baby. She's like, hey, I want to throw some of your money around. Like, they'll take me out to dinner tonight. Like, oh, God. Like, no, I know. I'm just doing this to make Frankie jealous. So he'll come back. Like, Whore, you should whore, be doing that. Whore. Oh, I was gonna say whore, and then I thought, oh, I've done that enough. But oh, okay, whore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rather than come up to him and just say, "Hey, let's work this out, talk it out like adults," no, I'll just fight with another guy until he gets pissed and fights the guy, and then we'll get back together. And then when he does fight the guy, she's still mad. Yep. I saw you hugging that other chick. Yeah, I was hugging her because. I've gotten to be good friends with her son now and accepted him. And eh. Yeah, uh, it's just a really weird, dumb, little goofy, romantic comedy thing in there. 
And I love when Bobby was with Zed's gang and he had that cherry bomb. And he was apparently how do you do it? Apparently, the punks have no idea what to do with cherry bombs. And he's like telling them how to put this cigarette. Oh, that's what it was. Put the sucker in the woman's john. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he put. At first, I thought he said put it inside the woman's vagina. And I was like, (laughs) Me too. Because then he goes, because then he goes, and then women's pieces are going everywhere. (laughs) So I was like, Oh my God, they're sticking cherry bombs in vaginas. And then I had to rewind it because the way it goes, You are a genius. <laughs> I was like, what? Blowing up people? Well, still <laughs> blowing people up, but not just directly sticking it into their vaginas. <laughs> I, I've kind of always wanted to see that happen in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> or like, stick a, di- stick a dynamite up there. And just <laughs> like, would her, would her snatch be all black and burnt then? But she'd still be fine. And or would, like, she, or would she literally be blown apart? And you know sometimes when their faces would blow up, like certain parts of them are like stretched out, out further. Or, yeah, oh just like, God. like a pumped <laughs> vagina. Well, now I look like I had 15 kids. <laughs> it would happen to the granny maybe in the Looney Tunes. Oh, God. No. <laughs> She doesn't deserve that. Even <laughs> even when they did baby Looney Tunes, she was still an old lady. Like, this poor woman never gets to be young. <laughs> she also kind of looked like the witch, that one witch they always had on there a little bit, too. Like a little bit, like the face without minus the nose. No, her whole face was big and pointy. And maybe she just walked the same way. Maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know why I thought that. Anyways, um, so... We were talking about how Troy is such a ridiculous character, and another ridiculous character was the Harbor Master. Oh, yeah. Old Don Adams. You Don know. Adams, who uh, did the voice for Inspector Gadget, right? Probably. He had that voice. He kept talking like this. And I'm pretty sure Don Adams is the voice for... Looking from Get Smart. Yeah, Don Adams. Gadget. You know, back in my day, we didn't have cheap computers with Wiki and Google. Yes. We had to know this shit offhand. Don Adams did do the voice of Inspector Gadget. That's how I knew that. I believe he was on the Scooby-Doo Mysteries at one point, too, when they had, oh, guest starring Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah, I'm Guest sure. starring the Harlem Globetrotters. And, uh, guest starring Don Adams. And there was guest starring, um... Maybe it was Don Adams, but also... Uh, you know, from Andy Griffith, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's name? From Andy Griffith, oh. Mr. Limpet, he was in that movie. Ghost I never Mr. watched Andy Griffith. Ghost of Mr. Chicken, uh, oh my god, I can't remember Just the actor's look name. it up like you're gonna do. I got to. The Incredible Mr. Limpet. He was in this movie. It's a where it was like a, a fish, fish. Don Knotts. Oh, Don Adams and Don Knotts. Don Knotts was on an episode of. He played the same character he played on Andy Griffith on an episode of um, Scooby Doo. Was he Mr. Furley? He was the uh, Three's Company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't know how we got on the. Oh, Don Adams. That's how we got on the Scooby Doo. Scooby-Doo train. But as a harbor master, he had, his whole thing was like, okay, they kept saying no permits after dark. But he, he, really, he said no parties anytime. And then I thought to myself, isn't there, didn't they show constantly for the past couple of days, parties constantly on the beach? 
Well, he seems to live in that little lifeguard tower of his, and considering they walk in on him pouring himself a shot... And the conversation with him is insane. Like, yes, yes, you're getting an award. I'm getting an award. The best harbor master in the world. Well, it's about time. <laughs> okay. He's just, and then he's just like, I'm not in, he's like, you're not invited. Oh, never mind, that wasn't him. I wrote that down next to, uh. You just have to come up with an acceptance speech. Yeah. And let us have the party for you. Okay, sure. Yeah, and then they have this party, and then Annette and Sandy go there, and they're like, we, they, they had this party and didn't even invite us. The party didn't look like you needed an invite. No. It looked like anybody could just show up whenever. Just and besides, if they were really going to, you know, start solving things by talking to each other, I think they would have just done that instead of like, uh, oh, here's an invitation for the thing, which is really my weird half-assed way of trying to apologize to and you yeah, later, he's like, and I could just apologize And then now. he has this huge bonfire and everything, and she goes, he goes, don't you know what it means when I burn stuff? <laughs> so, oh, spoken like a true troubled teen or preteen. <laughs> it almost reminded me of a line like Ralph Wiggum would say. Daddy, don't you know what it means when I burn stuff? <laughs> and uh, and um, Reese Witherspoon, the movie Freeway, like uh, she gets arrested for trying to kill this guy who was a serial killer, but they don't believe her. She's just like, um, well, why didn't you tell us this? Like, uh, oh, because I had some problems. And once you've been in the system, cops never believe you. Like, uh, well, what are you in the system for? Um, shoplifting, like, 17 times and... I used to have this problem with starting fires, but I don't have that problem no more. <laughs> uh, they also introduced a character, Bridget, uh, who is this ditzy blonde chick. She, they end up giving her to the Harbormaster when they tell him that there really is no award and everything like that. Well, first of all, how great of a world is this that they live in that you could just run off camera... And come back in with a decent-looking chick who seems fairly DTF, or at least to act like it. My God. <laughs> and she goes, the first thing she says to the harbor master is, I'm Bridget, and you're too sexy for words. <laughs> and she's like, let's go over here, but not too far that they can't still hear me call for help. So she thinks she's going to get raped. But she's going with him anyway. Way to take <laughs> one for the team, Bridget. <laughs> And then to make Frankie jealous even more, Annette goes over to Troy, uh, the always wonderful Troy, and goes surfing with him. And when they're surfing, it's a beautiful green screen, like, shitty-ass, like, how they used to do... I don't do. even know if they had that back then. It was yeah, just, you know, just a take them plane. and put in the background yeah. stock wave footage. Yeah, that's what it was, and they were surfing. But where did Annette get the surf outfit? Because she had her regular clothes on. Like, she had whatever she wore to the beach party. And then all of a sudden, she's in this, be this uh, like, suit, this swimsuit or whatever. Well, either Troy is a man with a plan like I'd hope he'd be, or B, which is, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, because literally, she has that on. She gets off the surfboard with Troy. She has a conversation with Trank with Frankie. With Tranky. Frankie, oh boy! Combination. She's in the tranquilizers now. I like him even more. Here, Connie, take this drink. You'll be dancing on the table all night in your head. Oh God! <laughs> well, you're bouncing on my head. Oh, 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 oh! Why do they call me the Big Kahuna? The Big Kahuna of Roofies. <laughs> At one point, when he's drunk too, he's like a. 
What the hell is a kahuna, anyway? Is it good to have a big one? (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a guy who doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, back to what I was saying. She has the, uh, this, like, surf, um, suit on. And she gets off the surfboard with Troy and talks to Frankie. And she goes, she storms off. And as she storms off, literally, this is, like, cuts to her walking towards somewhere else. And she's back in her regular clothes. Like that. Like, just instantly back into her regular clothes. I was like, how the fuck did she just change back so quickly? Maybe she has mood clothes. Like, they, <laughs> they're they inversely proportional to, like, the, the warmness of her moods. Happy, borderline naked, pissed off, frumpy and covered from head to toe. <laughs> they even mentioned something about her boobs. Like, she didn't show them off enough. Connie mentions it, like, when she's like, oh... Um, when, uh, Annette says she wishes she could have been the bad girl one time or something, and Connie goes, you sure had the boobs for it, or wasted the boobs out for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a weird thing. Uh, and the, one of the weirder parts of the movie is all of a sudden, Pee Wee Herman is at this surf party. Just out of nowhere, literally, I wrote down, Pee Wee Herman, for some reason. <laughs> and he's the only person in this movie that really plays... Well, other than Annette and Frankie, I guess, plays himself, because, like, Don Adams doesn't play Don Adams. Bob Denver's playing Gilligan, which I guess kind of most people might think that that's just himself, but it's really not. And, but yeah, he's Pee Wee Herman, but he's not playing. He's, it's, and they don't even credit him as Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. It says Pee Wee Herman as himself in the credits. <laughs> so, well, maybe at the time they they were gearing up for the kids' show, and they we don't even want kids to know this is a real person. Well, yeah, the movie uh, just had Pee-wee. come out already at this point, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So, yeah, that was already a thing, and... But I, I don't even know why it was happening. There's this whole musical number with Pee Wee Herman, and if it was a Pee Wee, Pee Wee movie, it would this would make sense because it's just out there, weird, whatever. In the span of this world and this movie, it makes no sense. He has a surfboard that looks like his bike, has the handlebars on the top of the surfboard. He stands up on the surfboard, glows blue, and flies away on the surfboard. Well, first of all, he's sitting on it while two guys carry him around like he's Emperor Xerxes from 300 or something. <laughs> Scissor me, Xerxes. And then he stands up and turns blue and flies off. Yeah. And nobody thinks anything of it. No, he flies off. And it made me think, was Scott Bayo there from Zapped? And had the blue glow around him and zapped him off in his He face. flies up next to him and his chick from Zapped. <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> They just take off like the ship from Star Trek, or with the model ship, with the bootleg Star Trek cast. And then they could, and then they could make a crossover movie called Zap to the Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, crossover. And, uh, around that time is when we finally hear the, the accident story about how he... Went on this wave from Australia that it, came this over. This big wave that came all the way from Australia. It somehow. made me think of uh, Point Break in that movie when um, Patrick Swayze's character and his gang are they're looking for that one big wave and it only happens this one time in a year and blah, blah, blah. That kind of stuff like that. And now, and then Bobby shows up at the fire at the big beach party with the gang. I, can't, I never wrote down what their gang was called. It's like, didn't catch it, but they said it one time. Mm-hmm. And then now Bobby is now the president of it since he bought everybody motorcycles on 
Frankie's American Express card. Which is apparently a bottomless credit card. It was a gold like, card. I guess that's what happens card. when your dad owns a dealership. Friendly Ford. Uh Yeah, and now Bobby's name is Surly. Yeah. Shirley? Oh, that's cute. Like, no, no, it's Surly. Like, all right, my new gang name is Knife. Nice? Oh, that's nice. No, damn it, I guess my name's Bobby. Like, thanks again, passive-aggressive cock-blocking Annette. Well, um, actually, it's Sandy who says nice. Nah, still, the yeah. both of them. They're working together. They know what they're <laughs> and doing. And Frankie says Shirley as well. But why was his name Surly? Surly? Why not? This kid obviously has a, a vocabulary. Name. That's not even a tough name. Surly? You want something understated so that people think you're a bitch, and, and then, then you freak out and shank them with your comb blade. And then Michael, who is made up, made up with Sandy at this point, while Annette and Frankie haven't really made up 100%. Maybe they have at this point. And he goes to after Zed, and he goes, Hold me back, Sandy! Yeah! It was almost like in Breaking that yeah. the whole scene where like hold me back and like nobody does it for a few minutes and then somebody <laughs> finally goes and grabs him like and then uh, Frankie's like we're gonna settle let's settle this like the old days and somebody in the background yells pajama party <laughs> yeah. I literally lost my shit I, that was my favorite line of the entire movie it was it was so funny and then they, the surf off they end up having is being broadcast. Well, first of all, Why? they ask him, what are you going to do, ride a Mustang, Mr. Car Dealer? <laughs> and then he comes out with his old school board. They're like, whoa, is that a board or a pier? <laughs> Burn! Yeah, and then they're like, so they make a joke. Somebody makes a joke about it being a coffee table as well. And and then why is this this, this unsanctioned whatever surf-off thing that just was thought mm -hmm. about the night before has two judges... And is being broadcast all over the place. And this bitchy old lady announcer slash starter person, like, well, you must represent darkness, evil, and godless communism. And then Bobby has to chime in, you forgot ugly, lazy, and disrespectful. Oh, that's so much darker. Yeah. And then when Frankie decides, well, um, Michael can't compete in the surf contest like he was going to because Frankie shoves a bongo on his foot. And breaks, and his, breaks his breaks his foot or something like that, and so they have this like redheaded girl who's gonna surf. In Why? Where did she come from? <laughs> what the hell did she have to do with anything? Like I smelled that coming a mile away. Frankie's gonna have to take over, but no, let's get this redhead chick who's obviously gonna get her. And everybody ass shits all over. Has no stake in this. And everybody shits all over. Even the lady who's doing it, like I guess she'll do. Like oh fuck, we're screwed. And, and then. She she starts the thing with a starter's pistol like they need one. It's like, all right, just go out there and take your wave. No, nope. she pulls this out, and I'm just... It looked like a real gun, and I was just like, oh, God, old lady with a pistol. <laughs> and then when Frankie's about to go run out into the water, Michael goes, oh, raise Bobby like he's... Like like he's like I'm his father. Why would he have to raise Bobby? The he, neck's not going to die. He's just imagining already that, oh, he's going to die, and he's going to need another man in his life, and it might as well be me. Yeah, and I loved how there were reporters all over, even uh, journalists, reporting on this unsanctioned surf-off. <laughs> and and I really like... they do this for, like, other gang fights in the area? <laughs> I hope so. Somebody's gonna get shaked today. <laughs> well, maybe there was secretly uh, all the dance fights that were happening in Breaking 2 were being covered by news reporters and things like that. We just didn't see them. They weren't as prominent. 
And uh, there was the two judges who were very Siskel and Ebert-like, which Siskel, Siskel and Ebert actually gave this movie two thumbs up. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea. Was maybe they were on a lot of acid or something at the time. Who knows? And uh, one thing I was really surprised by in this movie, the Indiana Jones music. Yeah. They I got the John Williams music and used it for when Frankie catches his wave. And it's the same wave that he had the accident on. And it, while he's while he's surfing, he goes golfing. Yep. He's shaving. And, and he's signing autographs, he's signing autographs for a guy who just happens to walk up on the wave. Who <laughs> walks up into the water. It would have been funnier if they would have had Pee Wee Herman fly by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like... Bird is a bird. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention the song that Pee Wee Herman's singing is Surfing Bird. Uh, he does jowling at the end of it. Yeah. Like, and multiple times, he, he, the words are going and he's just dancing and yeah. not moving his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Many, many times. Uh, bird, bird, bird is the yeah, word. Yeah, you can get away with that pre-Milly uh, pre Vanilli. <laughs> not so much now. And so many decisions are made right when Frankie wins. Like, Bobby is now like his dad. Yeah, his dad wins a surfing contest. Now suddenly he's not the soulless yup he hated and, this whole and time. And that's all happy. Michael's fine. Like Bob Bobby's Denver, got his dad's helmet hair for some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, and Bob Denver hooks up with his ditzy, with the ditzy chick Bridget, Bridget until the skipper comes in. And, and tells says him, he needs him again. And I thought that was hilarious. I definitely didn't see it coming, and I thought it was hilarious. He's like... You keep you always say it'll be a three hour tour. Oh, because this has happened multiple times apparently. <laughs> yeah. It's like Battlestar Galactica. All of this has happened before, <laughs> and all of this will happen again. <laughs> Gilligan, you're never gonna get laid. I'm sorry. Yeah, he comes in and like, oh, couldn't they just let Gilligan go bang this chick? Real I know. There's a real quickie. Just you know, she was ready to go bang him because he kept wanting to tell his story, and nobody wanted to hear the whole thing. She listened to the whole thing, which only apparently took five minutes or so to tell. <laughs> And she wants to bang him already. He's like, you want to be my main squeeze? <laughs> and she's like, uh, sure. <sighs> and then, uh, uh, doesn't somebody say something about them being the corniest couple ever? Oh, it, Annette says that as they're walking off at the very end, right before the credits, that she goes, are we the corniest couple you've ever seen, or what? Yeah, what a weird ending. This movie, overall... If I ever had to describe this movie to anybody, I'd just tell how... It's just weird. It's a weird movie. Yep. It is... It's very out of place. I don't know why they decided in 1987 this was going to be a great idea. I don't know how much money it even made. Uh, I... It's just a... It's a very weird movie. And yeah, that's really the best thing I could say about it. Let's see. It made $13 million at the box office. In 1987. Oh, well, hopefully they did it on a shoestring budget. Kind of seems like they did. I I don't know what the budget of this movie was, but I I uh, I found one review on IMDb that I liked. And it was uh, best movie ever. If you haven't seen it, buy it. Uh, that's I'm just assuming that this is. You the can't now. Movies. It's out of print. I could watch this movie over and over again. I could just imagine this being some like Valley Girl, like love, love, love it. Annette keeps you laughing, but cheesy songs are catchy. Ha ha, the beach is gorgeous. And I and you gotta love the big kahuna. What's funny about the beach being gorgeous? I don't know, bitch, but ha ha. The last song from the movie is the best one yet. Ha ha. 
The guy even gives Becky from Full House an engagement ring with a little surfboard on it. Ha ha. So I mean, Valley Girl, like, oh my god, like, so classic. She should have said no. Ha ha. <laughs> That's besides the point. Ha. Watch it. I hope this concludes with, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Best movie ever. If you haven't seen it, buy it. <laughs> They literally put the same thing out here two times. Literally, it's copy and pasting something. How else are we going to know how serious this person is? <laughs> oh my god, it's on times. The it's same a- review? No, way, all the same paragraph. Oh. Look at it's literally, that's why Love, Love, Love It is on here three different times. Oh my god. it's the same review. That's pretty fucked up. They really want to get their point across. Let this be a lesson, kids. Whenever you post anything on the internet, proofread, proofread, fucking proofread. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh. Also, stop screwing up the possessive your with the contraction your. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. So yeah, this was uh, back to the beach, nineteen eighty-seven. Do you have anything else to say about back to the beach, Dan? <sighs> well, no. <laughs> well. Does anybody really have that much to say about Back to the No, I didn't think we would. <laughs> well, we did. We hadn't. <clears throat> well, next week, episode 35, we're going to cover a movie that Dan has mentioned numerous times throughout the, uh, the course of uh, doing this podcast. Well, not maybe on, but to me. And... 1981's, 1981's slasher parody, Student Bodies. Student Bodies. I've this never is a s- wonderful movie. That It's kind of a lesser-known movie. I could see it being like kind of a cult thing, though, among people that know about these kind of things. I love it. I first, My parents rented this when I was a little kid and too young to understand it, and I finally caught it again on um, one of the movie channels when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And it was great, and it's just gotten even better with time. And it apparently has a recent DVD. Yeah, it only came out in, like, 08, finally, because other than that, it was only out on VHS. Hmm. Well, I don't know if the movie is available on um, YouTube at all in parts or anything like that, but I do know, I found out just now, you can, if you if you uh, sub- subscribe or pay for Amazon uh, Prime Instant Video, it is free on there, oh, or cool. you can rent it on Amazon Instant Video. I'm not sure how much a rental is on there, but you, if you do do, yeah, <laughs> do, do, do 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 all of your face. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, actually looking this up, I found a movie and I haven't seen it in years, and it's a kind of parody of what we just watched, beach party movie, and it's called Psycho Beach Party. And this was a recommendation under student bodies. Huh. And I remember seeing this movie forever ago, but it's very much like that, but it's like a horror... Isn't Nicholas Brendan in that from Buffy? Uh, yes. Huh. I've heard about that. I've never seen it. Yep. Yeah, it's a, I remember seeing it. I remember for some reason my sister and her friend watching it a bunch. They thought it was hilarious. And maybe it's a funny movie, but it's like a horror movie too. And it's very much this, you know, 60s beach party you know, Gidget surfing movies like Frankie and Annette type of thing. But it's uh, with a horror movie twist on it. You should watch that at some point. Oh, Psycho Beach Party. 
But next week is not Psycho Beach Party. It is Student Bodies from 1981. For some reason, I kept thinking Leslie Nielsen was in this movie. I don't know why. Oh, at this point, I think they only had the original Halloween, original Friday the 13th, and maybe Halloween 2 to go off of. But um, Possibly they, Halloween. They do a, a really good job of uh, making it not only funny, but like not just funny for making fun of slasher movies, but funny in its own way, too. Right. Oh, my God. Well, it perhaps, sounds like it's going to be perhaps, a, a good one. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. You'll know what I'm talking about when we get there. Alrighty then. The murderer is, oh my god, it could be anybody. No, it can't be anybody. It has to be somebody. Right, but that somebody could be anybody. <laughs> You'll see. Alrighty then. Well, next week we will be doing two bodies. You can find it on Amazon Instant Video if you on there, like I said, or you can try to download it. In any way you might do that. If you love the movies like these, like we do, I would recommend you buy it. That's me. I might have. I might have to buy it if I really enjoy it. He's talking to them, not you. But I might want to buy it too. What if I want to buy it? Take your buying and put it in a sack, Mister. Why don't shut up? I'll shut your mouth, idiot. Anyways, shut your mouth before I come in it. Oh. Um, <laughs> well for the b-movie breakdown and all the uh jamaican sky in my mouth i'm cory i'm drc get the sky off my dick it's the best of the worst